0: Basement Banter, Basement Banter with Papa, Coach, and Jethy. It's Basement Banter.
1: All right, all right, all right. Thanks for catching back in, tuning in to us again, Basement Banter Brew Crew. Today is November 13th, coming to you on the 14th in the morning. Now, today we're very excited about this week's podcast because, along with our usual group, uh, we want our Brew Crew to give a big warm welcome to our guest. He's the head brewer at Hopper House fellow craft beer lover, and I think he's a Polk enthusiast as well. We have uh, Mr. Conrad Freehoffer.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for coming out, guys. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy you guys came out tonight and nobody could share beers together.
3: Yeah, it's great. So you want to uh, go ahead and lead us off with our beer of tonight. We've been, we've been tasting a few here, but yeah. we've got a special one here we're about to, to the, give a try. The beer
2: you have in your hand right now is our Doppelbach beer. It's 8.1% alcohol. So, you got to be careful with this one. But the, the neat thing about it is, is that I want you to look for several uh, things, and I want you to look for a prune, licorice, raisin with vanilla undertones, a nice caramel, chocolate. Yeah. And did I forget to say, a nice warming effect after you have it? It, <laughs> uh,
3: it, it warms your soul a little bit. I can feel it deep down in my toes. Yeah, I
2: definitely taste the
0: prune and vanilla.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, the That's vanilla the aftertaste. Hug. It kind of, yeah, it's, it's good.
1: I taste the need for another one as well afterwards, but
2: that's just me. We, we have a, a, a glass that never empties for you.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I could say probably
3: there's a, quite a few of these glasses that never empty to some people. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. I can, I can definitely taste, it's, it's a little bit heavier, but it's got a good, the it has a nice, taste. it has
2: a real nice body to it. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, it kind of fills you up, but at the same time, you're, you're, you'll, when you're finished this one, you'll want another one
3: yeah it's it's a i would say it's a good after meal beer if you're sitting hanging like it's i don't know i could i don't know maybe you could drink and it's it good it's
2: good on these cold nights you know yes. it just got so cold the other night and I, the only sad thing is i have to report i'm down to 1.5 barrels of this beer really so it'll probably be gone in about two weeks and
3: this is out here right now yes on tap on ready tap to go. and then when's the next time you'll you'll have this again i'll have it in
2: february okay
1: Ooh. So our listeners need to come out and grab it as soon as possible before it runs out. It sounds yeah, I'll sounds like I'll make
2: it even a little heavier too. <laughs> oh, around eight five eight nine percent. That Ooh. is wow. That'll really
3: that'll really get you going. That's yeah. a meal replacer at that point. Liquid
2: meal, yeah, almost liquid meal. right in time for Lent. Two yeah. pork chops for, for beer.
3: <laughs> this is this is very good. Oh, thank you. So I, one thing, we, we took a little tour before we got started, did some beer tastings, and one thing that was super interesting that I guess I, I should have thought about but didn't really take in consideration is just how heavily involved the Germans still are over in Munich and at the at the original Hofbrauhaus, they're still involved with this very one here in Newport with certain testings and just staying in contact, personal contact with that's, yourself.
2: That's correct. Uh, we're a franchise of Hofbrauhaus Munich, who's been around for 430 years. They started in 1589 and they follow the, the Reinheitsgebot law of 1516. So they want everything perfect because our unit reflects them. So they come over, they check on us, they, they see things, if there's a deficiency or if you need help, they'll come to your aid. They Remember they have four, over 400 years experience to help us on any of the problems that might arise but one of the main things is, is we have to have parameters we have to meet if we stay inside those parameters hopper house munich is very happy but along with that obviously they're always checking for cleanliness and yes they do sit down and taste beer with us
3: nice and they come here physically too physically right?
2: twice a year that's wow <laughs> i never knew that i always thought the Hoffer house
0: the name was sort of a play off of the original German one. I didn't know it was actually still connected and influenced by them.
2: Yes. Yeah, and you that's know, awesome. They're, they're, a, they're a great bunch of guys to work with. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. I, I know this sounds kind of funny, but, yes, there's a lot of drinking and tasting going on. <laughs> yeah. And they start at 9 a.m. And the first thing they want is they say, Conrad. Where's my Weizenbier? and beer? It's coming <laughs> right up and it better be fresh. And, and they taste the first thing in the morning. They just start tasting the beers. They go over it and they come back to you in two hours and they go, All right, bring me a lager. And then <laughs> you just go from there. Now I know we only have like five or six beers, but when they're done by two o'clock, they take a break and they come back again. More yeah. beer. More beer. Do they
1: test in the big leaders or do they get the little ones?
2: Uh, the little ones, but two little ones of each beer, there you go. That's that,
3: That's funny. Yeah. They know their beer.
2: They, they definitely know what the, they're looking for and uh, they want to know how much you clean your lines. So every two weeks we clean the, the beer lines going to the bar. So we want to make sure there's nothing in sure. there. Companies come in, they test our lines to see if there's any bacteria, they can't find it. So the Germans are happy to get these reports. We have to send our beer to a lab every month. They send the report directly to Munich, and then they'll call you up and say, "Can we make an adjustment here? Can we make it? Is that wow. tasting too sweet? That's too too bitter? Uh, we're coming over." Wow,
3: that's it's it's yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. They, I mean, I you always know of a franchise, you know, where these large corporations and they just send you. you they branch out everywhere, but you never really take into consider, or I'd never took into consideration how heavily involved they are with this franchise still, and it, it's it's just it's like a little spot of Germany over here in Newport with all of their beer and it's fresh and it is fresh and delicious. Tell you what, and another thing that was that was really awesome was the the time and the effort that you you. Keep into all of this, this beer to make it as fresh as possible. If you want to tell us a little bit about how, you know, the additional effort you put in here to keep that beer as fresh as possible. And just, there really is a difference when you taste fresh beer right out.
2: So this this would probably go back to the, again, the franchise, the the German brewmasters coming over. The whole idea is uh, water, barley, yeast hops, four ingredients. Keep it clean, ferment at low temperatures. This way you don't produce all these fusel alcohols if you keep it low, because the fusel alcohols are the ones that are gonna give you the headache Mm beers. So they ferment at low temperatures and it has to stay in the tank one month. It has to go through a lagering effect. The yeast settles down. If there's any other solids in there, it settles down you pull it out, and when you come, when it comes time to filter, it's the easiest beer, you use less filter powder, and it's a lot clearer. So the whole idea is, with the Germans, and the Hopper House Newport, is to serve it as fresh as can be, and this is why we're not allowed to market outside the building. You can only get the beer here. Right. Hmm. And now- it, was, it was only until recently, that we sell growlers and crowlers, and we we had to fight for it because everybody in America is selling growlers and crowlers. Yeah, right? so yeah. we finally, the Germans finally agreed right. you can do it. Yeah,
3: yeah. And another thing that I didn't know was so if you go right across the street to a party source, you know, a distributor of alcohol and wines and spirits, they have Dunkel and and some other, and I think one or two other. Paul House beers in there, but they are not from this location. Those are directly from they're Germany. They're all
2: shipped over from Germany.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, so it's not, I mean, they're good, but they're not the the Newport straight out of, you know, fresh, fresh yeah. good. Yes. It's,
2: it's all about, it's. you know, my world is all about beer. You wake up, uh, 80% of your time is in the brewery making sure things are clean.
3: They are clean.
2: And, you know, another thing in your job as a head brewer manager is that you're always replacing parts you have to make sure it's functioning correctly and working for your workers that work underneath you now granted there's only one or two guys that work with me but if if it's not working correctly how do you expect to make good beer
3: right yeah
2: so we have to we have to make these assessments of the equipment and you have to present it to your owners and nine times out of ten they're going to say go ahead and replace it let's make good beer Sure,
3: yeah
0: yeah it's not an industry where you can sacrifice quant or quality to like save a few bucks no you know if you have faulty or dirty equipment things like that it's pretty noticeable
2: as you as you guys have been walking around with me and uh, a sample on the beer and I'm sure we'll do some more of that later on but as you can see uh, you walk around you take pride in your work and uh, mm-hmm. so when we're when we're replacing the equipment, we're making sure it's clean. Sure. And not only that, but you're learning every time you see it. If a, a yeah. solenoid goes bad, you say, okay, now's the time to check the other ones because I don't want it to stop in the middle of the brewing process.
3: And along with that equipment, I everything is also, not only the beer and the recipes are from you know Germany, you brew it here, obviously, but all of the equipment to do the brewing in is also German-engineered and, and what well, you were telling us earlier about the welds and how they have to do it so precisely so bacteria doesn't form on the inside of those pipes and then make your beer
2: bad. That's, that's correct. It, and the neat thing about it is, is that they had German welders over here to, to use the argon gas, and I'm sure the Americans do a good job too, but they're, they're so strict about this. What the neat thing is is we don't have beer that's going crazy with bacteria. Mm-hmm. It was done right the first time. Yeah. And they still come in and inspect the equipment to make sure we're doing what we should be doing.
3: Yeah. It's you can see your reflection in everything in this brewing room.
2: Yeah, with that
1: being said, taking pride in your work. I mean, we're recording inside the brewery room with all the, I mean, all the equipment. Literally everything is inside here. I mean, there's not a speck of dust. There's not a cobweb. There's nothing like that back here. It it is crazy. I think
3: Jesse's the dirtiest thing in here. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, right? Yeah. But what just kicked on? There was something that just started a little bit ago.
2: That's a hot water tank. It's making sure it stays at 182 degrees overnight. That's going to be my my hot water sparge when we're brewing the beer. So the temperature is higher so that when you sparge over your bed, it's going to be 175 degrees for the next brew, which is tomorrow. We're going to brew a lager brew tomorrow. Okay.
0: okay. So to switch it up, I kind of want to – learn a little more about yourself and how you got into this role um so you know when did you start brewing beer was it kind of an at-home experiment were you doing it in the backyard in the garage or
2: well you know in the day when we were younger you you uh you you sip on beers out the back party yep absolutely you get a you get a taste for it yeah in the field and and then (laughs) as you're going through high school it's funny because in high school i didn't drink beer yeah. It wasn't until I got to college that I started dabbling in it. So I went to NKU, I graduated, and I needed a job. So I went over to Oldenburg Brewery in Fort Mitchell.
0: Okay.
2: And I went up to the brewmaster. His name is Hans Bilger, and he works for the Carl Strauss Breweries out in California. And I went up to him. I said, I, heard you're, I hear you're looking for uh, an assistant. He goes, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I said, well, look no further and take the ad out of the paper because I'm your man. <laughs> Sold. That's so, an interview. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't, he day. goes, well, uh, we'll talk about this, come back tomorrow. I'm sitting there going, oh, no. <laughs> you know, maybe I didn't dress correctly because I wasn't wearing a suit. So I came back tomorrow in a three-piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me the job. Uh, really? So... <laughs> Fast, i learned a lot from that the six years i worked there but then i had all these other jobs and i was an auto worker for toyota i was working for american airlines i was 401k at fidelity investments up in taylor mill okay yeah. i was i worked at argosy casino mm-hmm. i had all these jobs and then i saw where they were going to put a Hawker house in newport i said i got to find out what's going on down there so again I pulled the old Fryhoffer trick. Went up to the brewmaster. And I said, "I hear you're looking for an assistant." And He goes, "Yah." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "I'm your man." And he had a smile on his face. And I started it the next week. Really? Did you so, tell him your last wow. name?
1: I'm guessing, right? I think
2: Con- I think Conray
3: Fryhoffer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> That's funny. So he was he was brewmaster number
2: one, and then you followed in suit right That's behind right. him. He right. He he. Uh, he was my trainer, and uh, for the next year, he was, he was my, actually my boss for six years, but he had to go back to Germany a lot, but he was the one who showed me so much about brewing, which carried me through to today. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Without that training and his knowledge of being a brewmaster, going to school for seven years. I wouldn't be where I'm at today.
3: So you've been at this Newport Hopper House since day one, essentially. Since day one, yes. When when this place came, and was this the first hopper house in America in the first, United States? First
2: one in America.
3: That is awesome. That is uh.
2: Now there's seven of them. Right. Yeah. A little. I I feel uh, really blessed and happy to be in a position. Right. To run a brewery, and uh, I also feel really fortunate to wake up and want to go to work. Yeah, right I've had those jobs in the past when I was younger and you kind of not so happy going down the road mm-hmm, sure bit of the job but I can honestly say when I when I go to bed I, I'm happy and I can't wait to get up and say how can I make the beer better and how can I make uh, all my friends back in Germany better how can I make the owners better uh, happier so it's it's a real privilege to come in and be able to make beer mm-hmm. for everybody to drink that's
0: yeah, so I'm a little curious. What's like a, a a daily routine for you? Because I, you know, we're saying about these tanks that are twenty barrels large. You're obviously not making a batch yeah, every single day. At least oh. eight
3: foot tall. Yeah. And
0: so yeah. Well, so what are you doing on the days that you're not actively making a new batch?
2: Usually, usually you brew two, three days a week. But the other days you're uh, cleaning the tank, examining the gaskets, the fittings, to make sure. Uh, it's a rarity that we have to climb inside but it does happen so on those off days you filter beer mm-hmm. you filter you prep you get ready for the next week and a lot of it has to do with cleaning 80 percent of your life is cleaning yeah I, a little I, bit I would, of taste testing maybe well no i was i was getting to that <laughs> yeah. a couple lunch beers so you know uh, uh my partner jack he gets here probably about 4 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and uh i stroll in around 7 30 and so by eight o'clock we're tasting all the beers. So one day you taste the serving tanks inside the brewery. Mm-hmm. The next day, you taste it from the faucets at the bar, because you want to see yeah. if there's a difference. Sure, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Is there yeah. is there something? Is there an off flavor going through the beer lines? Yeah. So yeah. maybe we need to up the cleaning solution in the lines, because we don't want you guys tasting it. Sure. Let's go check the steam washer to make sure the steam steam washer. Is cleaning the glasses correctly.
3: So all of the beer at the bar comes directly out of these tanks. Goes through those trunk
2: lines, those feeder lines, right to the bar. Wow!
0: I was going to ask the same exact question because yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I
3: mean, that's it makes cool. sense. You yeah.
2: do yeah. yeah. I just assumed you yeah. put in a keg yeah, and then had a keg yeah, behind the bar somewhere. Fresh. We want to. We want to get eliminate uh, all that handling. Yeah. yeah. Sure. More more lines, sterilize the tubes, the fittings, the, the tap handles. Fresh beer. Fresh beer. Yeah.
3: It is fresh, cold. I don't know what more else you could want. <laughs> and we talked beer. about
1: the temperatures before too. So when you taste test inside the brew room, it, does it taste colder than it's, when you're actually
2: at the bar? Yeah, they're cold. They're they're probably set about thirty four degrees. Yeah. By the time it gets to the bar, it's it's probably thirty six, thirty seven. Still
3: cold, but yeah, it's
2: by the time it gets to the table, it's probably 40, 41 degrees. It'll it'll warm up in the next couple minutes. I, I know that a good serving temperature is around 44, 46 degrees.
1: Okay. So what do you say if, like, a customer comes up to you? Cause, I mean, these leaders, it's literally a liter of beer. If they come up to you at the end of it because they've been holding it for so long and, hey, this is getting too warm for me now, what do you say to them then?
2: We, we usually say drink faster. Yeah.
3: That's, that's a good policy. I like it. That's it's all you really got to <laughs> sure, do. <yeah>. If your <laughs> beer is getting warm, don't yeah. let it get warm. There's only one way to do that, and that's drink it. That's right. <laughs>
1: It's yeah. just facts. So, so now, obviously, Newport was the original in the U.S., but you guys have uh, Cleveland, Columbus, Chicago, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and also St. Petersburg, Florida. So you guys are, I mean, really covering most of the U.S.
2: Yeah, usually, I think they usually, uh, it seems to sell franchises in uh, heavily German populated areas. And they, because the base is already there, yeah. uh, the marketing's already done for you, and so they open up uh different tiers so there's like brew pubs uh, and then there's they bring the beer straight from germany to the brew pubs then there's ones like us who have a brewery in them mm-hmm. st yeah. louis chicago cleveland pittsburgh columbus newport and there's one going to open up in buffalo new york really uh, real soon okay that's cool so and they houses, don't all
0: brew their own no some, some of them
2: like like Hop vegas uh it's a pretty good replica of the one in germany and the uh, there are representatives, Hopper House USA, is in Vegas, so those guys uh, import all the beer directly okay. from. Okay. So there's different tier levels you can buy into. Gotcha. Okay.
3: I also saw there was a fast food like almost chain of Hopper House where you could. I guess it just. They had a picture on the website when I was looking huh. at it earlier because it it showed the. I guess. um, Schnitzel to go? Yeah. (laughs) Schnitzel to go. It it showed like the requirements for how to, what you need to open up a brew pub, like square footage wise, and how many seats, and what you need to just open up a a, a smaller area where they import it all from Germany. Then then there was also another one which I thought was funny. It almost looked like something you'd see in the mall where it was just, it, it required like 500 square feet. And there's no way they can serve beer there. It's got to be just food, I would think. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I
2: I haven't seen that. I yeah. I would only have to say shut the front door. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like you're making something up. No, if you having. if you go to the website and like you it, you act like you want to open up a franchise because it, it tells you all of this stuff that you need to to know and do to look at opening one up and then it's got the tiers like four through one and one being the this little chain that I was talking about and you know four being a like a brew or what's this a brew pub
2: this is a brew pub restaurant. yeah so this is the biggest Burien restaurant it's it's the full-blown one remember right. it's all about location sure we're in a good location down here in newport we're Absolutely. right across from the levee the the aquarium the hotels are being built they're they're building uh again we're really yeah. lucky because they're building the a yeah. concert Venue. all over here yeah. you, i mean oh, that, that's, that's that's 175 yeah. concerts a year and
3: they're doing it right over in cincinnati too which is yeah. walking concert. distance yeah. right and, i mean the, they got the a music two. venue going in right right by uh paul brown that one yeah. parking lot yep. and they, it just the ferris wheel now which is now permanent they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they're, keep that there and they're also yeah. putting one over here in newport too you'll have dueling ferris <laughs> wheels down here and Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. They like it's, to compete. You're you're in a know, hopping spot. It's kind of a, yeah, a hopping. That's right. Yeah, <laughs>
2: multi too. Okay. So that I mean, it's it's kind of neat. You know, I mean, I know there's some there's some uh, competition between the two cities, but in in a way, it's kind of a destination. It really is. Yeah. You know, and the and the bridge connects us. You know, and all the apartments going up. I know next to the Peace Bell, they're going to build another 144 key room hotel. The school is being. Yeah more apartments yep so ovation is going to be built out The whole areas ovation is going to be built sooner or later so it's just more people down here so it just gives uh, i think everybody here in the building more incentive to yeah. do their job correctly and uh keep making the beer the way it's supposed to be made
3: it's doing and, a good job yeah. and you got covington right over yep. on the other side of newport too and it's that's a hopping place and it's all i mean you're all the places we've named you are less than a ten dollar uber ride away from Opera house yeah. Yeah. i mean that's what we all all into. to you're going to come here you're not going to drive and leave let's be honest that's
2: and, right
1: yeah and working with the german company you talked about how it's such like a family environment i mean that has to be a relief like you say coming to work every day you don't thank god it's friday it's you know it's just a friday you know
2: coming in work right. on mondays you, you stay until the job gets done and uh, make sure the pressure is right for the beer to flow correctly because the last thing you want to do is you don't want to let the team down right so i need to make sure that the beer is coming out of the taps at the right temperature at the right speed because we don't i don't make beer to pour down the drain so i don't want the beer foaming out of the glass going down the drain so i want to make sure that they're taken care of before i even leave so there's those days where you you're you're here seven hours and there's other days where you're here 12 hours yeah but more more seven eight hour days yeah, sure
3: yeah. so uh, what uh, do you do when you like take vacations or so, do you have somebody who
2: i have I, my uh my assistant jack you know he takes over and okay uh he normally you can pick and choose the the slow days and the sure the heavy days so he'll he'll work the the eight nine hour days and then there's other days you just have to come in and check the tanks and the pressure gauges and so it's kind of nice because uh with the computer age and all you can just look on your cell phone and see how things are running
3: Sure, that's that's a pretty good point. So you can still keep an eye on it even when you're not here.
2: You can just just shoot him a text and say, "Hey, what's going on over there?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. watching you. Put that beer down. Yeah, we both oh, know you have cameras. Drink in here. one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's funny, you know, the cameras never seem to stay on in a brewery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: or they're just pointed, you know. not at the right angle. Dude, dinner time. dinnertime.
2: Like the the, the moisture always seems to affect them something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never replace them once they go bad. It's <laughs> it's crazy.
3: They don't clean. I guess they don't clean the cameras. They're worried about cleaning all the other important <laughs> stuff. Pipes. Yeah. Yeast we, we have a
2: we have a good family here. You know, it's, uh, uh, there's there's families that obviously invest it and they own it and they and they take care of it and uh, they're 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 family people themselves and so they treat you like family. The the Germans are the same way. They come over and they don't want to yell at people. They want to make sure the job is being done right.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Absolutely.
0: And so I guess kind of circling back, we've talked about how the locations here in the United States are franchises. We've talked about how the Germans still influence and test and monitor and and work with you. So I'm curious if there's ever any tension between the two, especially with the... The franchise owner of this location maybe wants to, like you said, had to fight to get growlers, or wants to expand, or make different types of beer that you know that's go without. So yeah, I'm just can they y- trump anything?
3: Yeah, well, that's, how does that a, structure work?
2: I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> that is an excellent question. <laughs> so that's a that's a that is a good question because <clears throat> a lot of times that's behind the scenes. Yeah, but you feel the ripple, right? So sure. you feel the ripple effect. The wave hits you and you find out that, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, that's not part of the contract. But then, you know, um, you never know until you ask. Mm-hmm. You have to ask for permission, right, so you ask. And if it gets rejected, you, you come back again and you say, hey, we really like to do this. Um, can you see the pattern in America with the breweries? When I started here almost 17 years ago, there was like 900 breweries. That's small, medium, large in right. America. Well, this year it'll be over eight thousand. Wow. So the yeah. what's the what's the trend? Well the trend obviously is growlers and crowlers. So uh, they're kind of they were definitely against it because they're afraid that if you fill a crowler or growler, that that beer will go bad. Mm-hmm. And you'll go home, open it up a week later instead of the next day or right, that yeah. night. Yeah and it'll be totally different from what you tasted coming out of our tanks. Yeah. So I understood that about what they were saying to me. And they, they did it in a nice way. Yeah. So then you just, you just go back and say, hey, what can we do to make this happen? Right. And you say, we have everything lined up. And finally, they, they pulled the trigger, and they said, go ahead. Really? And you're just like, I already had the numbers and credit card. and I already bought the machines and the cars. <laughs> they were here within yeah. two weeks. Oh wow! So now we've been selling them, and it's it's working out great because that's that's what you want. That's you mm-hmm. want that sure. grassroots advertising. That when you take that growler home or something that has your logo on it, right? You're yeah. gonna stare at it in your yep. kitchen counter, and yep. you're gonna say, "I need to get back there. They had good beer." Yeah.
3: they you're gonna put it on their shelf. It is like yeah, like an item to look at. It's decoration. Well, right. Yeah, They're so deep.
2: many
0: people use them as decorations.
3: You know, and it can. the
2: can works three. out great because yeah. you know we have the the baggie. You can hold four. Yeah, or the the rings hold three yeah and I I mean it's just it's a nice to go thing you can take on a trip really quick people take pictures like those travel magazines right yeah so now they're they're taking pictures of their beer cans on the Mm -hmm. beach yeah so I think I think most of the the wheeling and dealing in the franchise agreement is done behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and then you'll get permission from the owners to make changes
3: so was the growler or crowler the biggest, I guess, thing where you had to really convince them or yes. keep going biggest at fight. them to keep yes. asking? The, yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I think they see it now. In the beginning, they didn't. I think, But, you know, in the, in the past, I think uh, history will show you that the Germans were actually probably the first ones who had growlers because they were taking buckets home from the breweries. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got to think about that. And, you know, and, and the other thing is after the growlers and crowlers came, they said, hey, let's come up with uh, Earl Koenig beer for you guys to brew. In other words, that's like an experimental or a prototype beer. So now we've been doing this for like three years now. So one year, it was to make a, a Meritzen, uh, Earl Koenig Meritzen, to see if you can make it a little different, tweak it. Yeah. That's almost unheard of. But they were, they were very receptive. And they, actually, they were the ones who were proactive and said, hey, we want to reach out because we know you have all these breweries in America. Mm-hmm. Why don't we try to make uh, beer that you guys have and let's make a Meriton type two. Yeah. So well, that was the first year. The second year was a wheat beer. And this year is the Doppelbach, the one you guys just drank. That's the experimental Doppelbach that I have to go to the Hopper House Cleveland in a week and a half.
3: That's awesome. <clears> and then that's the convention that you were telling us or the meeting where all a rep from every single Hopper House in america will go as well as some representatives from germany and you meet and the two
2: the two directors uh, the international directors will fly over and they'll stay for a week and they'll don't want to try all our beers obviously they're going to try everything in cleveland hopper house because they you know they want to see if right. everything's going on but sure. you know josh up there does a great job so uh, the, the germans are really cool about it because they know that you're going to take some of that doppelbach and put it in a barrel of uh, whiskey barrel
3: uh-huh.
2: and make one that has whiskey aged but they know that you're not going to sell at the bar cuz we're not allowed to do that okay but they're interested in trying it
3: yeah so that's just huh. their, their
2: they are slowly been inducted into the hall of american brew house <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: funny so with all these other locations in the US do you find that each one is like almost
2: competitive it's a, I think it's a friendly competition. A friendly competition. I mean, our, our owners, uh, they own Newport, Hopper House, Columbus, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I travel between the three stores. And <clears throat> I go because we, my job is to make sure we're all on the same page. Sure. We have to be consistent with German, mm-hmm. uh, what they want, but also uh, to help them out, anything mechanical. But at the same time, I can taste a difference in our beer and their beer. And it has to do with the equipment.
1: Cleanliness almost, or?
2: Well, cleanliness has to be there, but it's it's the equipment. So ours is the old-fashioned way. Yep. It's been going around for hundreds of years where you boil and it boils off the beer. So you lose, you evaporate. So our beer has a different taste, whereas the new brew pubs or brewing equipment, they have a smart boil where it pulls it out, puts it back in, but it it, it doesn't evaporate. Hmm. So that if they boil 20 hectoliters, 20 hectoliters goes to the Whirlpool. If I boil 20 hectoliters, I get 19. So there's a different flavor from our unit to their units.
3: So is your beer, would you say a little bit stronger than There's a little
2: bit, I, I would, I, I think we're so close. Sure. But right. remember today is about energy efficient.
3: Yeah, that's
1: true.
2: So you don't want to lose it. So I think a lot of breweries are converting over to the smart boils. And it might be something that we have to look into in the future.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: Makes sense. Okay. There's a lot that you really don't think of until you yeah. get into the, the rooms and know the labor and the time and the
2: cost of the materials. Yes. The, cost. the amount of pipes. Yeah. yeah. And, pipes and the pipes in here. The pre-planning <laughs> that you
3: said you have to do, not only with just seeing something, knowing that, Oh, this is about to go out. It's not okay. I need to order this. It might go out next week. It's some of these parts take six months to get in, and then probably months or weeks to install. So I mean, so you, you just gotta, you
2: just hope and pray that your yeah. current equipment doesn't break down.
3: <laughs> right. You, there's a there's a lot of thought and pre planning, not just in the brewing, but in the just maintenance and.
2: That's the neat thing about up. being kind of a family between all the hopper house locations is because you can call them up and say, "Has anybody ever had a problem with this piece?" And they'll, they'll get back with you right away. Right. And then you ask, hey, how's your, what's your number one seller? Hmm. What, wh- what are they buying in Chicago? Is it dunkel? You know, like Pits- Pittsburgh is Weepier. Really? We're a Lager. Columbus is Lager. So locations, what are they doing different to sell? Are they all pretty even? Which one's the walk away? Which one is getting all the hits? So we like we like this uh, camaraderie between us, and I'm glad we have it. Versus, yeah. oh, yeah. you work for that guy.
3: Sure, yeah, <laughs> hey, You help yeah. each other out and make each exactly. other go further. And you said that the, the logger here is the fastest, but Dunkel's close behind.
2: Recently, I don't know if it's the weather or not, but mm-hmm. uh, the Dunkel is definitely uh, falling into second place now versus the Bear. Wow.
1: I, personally, my favorite now is the Dunkel Vice, and after having it today, I always love the Heif Vice, not the Dunkel, but put them together. I think that's my favorite
2: now. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really tasty beer. I, I I can still pick out the banana and the clove, and yeah. uh, as the servers here tell me, it's a juicy fruit bubblegum circus yeah. peanuts.
3: <laughs> the the banana flavor definitely hits you as soon as you take that that first sip, I think, and then as it sets in, you get that you know, those fruitier, mm-hmm. the, you know, those other aromas hit in the back of your mouth, and it's yeah. just it's good. It is a very good yeah. beer, Fla- absolutely flavorful for sure.
2: I think it's kind of neat when the, you're know, when you first uh, setting up a hopper house, they go over everything with you. you know, yeah. Because when you pour a beer here, you have to make sure it has foam, and it has to be this much at the top, because that's going to release the CO2, so it doesn't end up here and you're all full. Before so it's, it's,
3: it's not good when you tilt the glass to the side and try to pour a pour beer perfectly and get that's no it. foam in it.
2: That's right. The CO2 oh. is going to release in your wow. stomach. Wow. And we it only has two places to go. I've heard down. that. But
3: I, I'm glad I learned. I oh, looked man. dumb. Yeah. I always yep. thought it was. Yeah, you, wow. get, you want a little ahead on You, your want, to, you yeah. want to get the CO2
2: moving, yeah. and you want to protect the flavor because below the foam is like little the hat. flavor.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Nice little hat. That's right, cool. Like and that. and another
3: thing is we were tasting these beers out of these the, the vats that you have here. You had what you called a pigtail, which is just a big – looks almost like a spring, but that's to – to get the pressure down as we yep. get these beer in these small cups so we don't just get all foam. That's right. It was. It's pretty neat. I mean, there's yep. there's thought behind every little thing in here and when it gets explained, every little piece gets explained to you, it's just like a pretty cool. It definitely brings yeah. it all together and almost makes that beer taste better knowing the, the stuff that's really behind it and the work that goes just to, to get it into our glass to guzzle down. And, oh yeah. yeah? It's getting a little feely touchy over here. It's good. Here. I mean, it's, it's crazy, the stuff uh, in yeah, I want here. you to
0: have a breakdown. No, it's good. Try not to cry. So, try. So, no so
1: talking problem. about all the planning that goes into it, obviously, you know, the holidays is a very important time for everybody, but we tried the Christmas beer. I think it was Vinox. And, I mean, I loved it, but I'm curious, like, how much extra planning goes into that because you got to put it out at the right time.
2: It's usually, you have to think about four months out and the and thing here in a lager brewery is you need tank space. I need to uh make sure it's freed up and we have enough room to put two batches and you have to think about winter time because if it gets too cold outside, uh that beer could be ice beer. Yeah. That means it'll freeze the water freeze on the inside of the beer and what you're getting is you'll get a higher alcohol beer. Because the water's freezing it. It Doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Actually it's actually very smooth. It's happened before. You're filtering the beer and all of a sudden you hear the filter machine making all these noises while it's chewing ice. But the, when you filter it and the ice is in the tank, you've gone essentially from six percent alcohol up to six point five six six. And it's very smooth and it's very tasty. Hmm. And then you got to watch out. Just like the Doppelbock you guys are drinking, yeah. Yeah. sometimes you know if, if someone's drinking one at the bar, you don't have any food in their stomach. You watch them. They'll start sliding off the stool. They go to stand <laughs> up and just fall. <laughs> it's like, oh well, well, let's get someone, let's get a walker on that guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen some pretty crazy things here, especially being here since 2003.
2: I'm, I'm glad I'm not a, a security guard here. <laughs>
3: That's a good point, yeah. it's has to be interesting. Yeah. Every, are you here, would you say most, I mean, most nights or mornings? No, it's or? mostly morning now. It used yeah. to be,
2: um, uh, you used to come in Friday, Saturday night and help out for two hours just pouring beer. It was so crazy. But as you know, with all the microbrewery explosion, <clears throat> they come into the city so the the business has gone down a little bit but it leveled off and now it's picking back up Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting in our field especially the lager field that everybody's gone over to the ales but it's made a 180 right it's coming back it's coming into the lager field again remember most people drink lager around the world every year no matter what Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. lager's number one and it always has been i think it will be for it's just foreseeable. A, fu- it's future. a
3: smooth, easy beer to drink and like. I feel, and like. it's typically right. a little lighter too. I feel like. Yeah. So
2: it's it's a, You can. I know. We joke about it, but you, just, you can drink it all day and yeah. Yeah. feel pretty good. And.
3: Yeah. It's not super bitter, but it's not super dry. You know, it's a nice. Mm-hmm. It, it's. It hits more taste buds for everyone.
1: Absolutely. So one question I always do want to ask everybody is, I've I always hear interesting stories about people drinking their first beer. I don't need to know what age it was or anything like that but do you have any interesting stories about you know the first time you you had a beer
2: well there's probably too many to talk about but <laughs> I, I remember i was up in wisconsin dells and i was 15 and and we were we went into this bar with the guys we were with and uh, another family and the and the guys were older of course and we got in somehow and they said we're going to get you what kind of beer? Are you like I said, well, I don't. I don't drink beer. I'm only fifteen. <laughs> right. and, and he goes, he goes, hey, I'll get you the best beer. That's on <laughs> on tap right now. And uh, he came back with a Heineken. <laughs> and that was yeah. that was an uh, interesting beer. Green bottle. Remember yeah. the uh, prism glasses? But the other interesting thing is, is at fifteen, I'm up there and I look over, and there's this band playing. And Thinking back, I, I, know who the, I didn't know who they were then, but thinking back, watching video, I'm like, that's who that band was. Well, they had pyramid hats. I'm like, that's Devo. Mm. <laughs> so I was watching a, in the day at 15 like years a, a old. fresh. I'm like, they weren't, they weren't anybody yet. Yeah. There wow. I am drinking this Hanukkah and watching these guys with these hats on. I'm like, wow, now I know who they are. <laughs>
3: did, you, did you get any pictures or could you go back? or That would have been, that would have been pretty neat, but it's no, a cool it's story. Great.
2: Yeah, you know, 15 is a you know in Germany you're allowed to drink at a very young age.
3: Is there a certain age or is there a not that age? I know
2: of? They have you know laws have increased over there, but you know it's part of the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it either. No, I mean, they, they they it's it's funny because they tend to respect the subs you know the beer mm-hmm. as they get older. Yeah, yeah. sure. Instead of just going crazy at the age of 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not so much binging all the yeah. time. Yeah, right. right. It's more. To enjoy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's how you the, how you drink and not how old you are. I mean, there are sixty year old people who still drink beer as if they're nineteen Every twenty. Day. You know, right. Right. Yeah. so oh, the yeah. age doesn't really. It's kind of like <laughs> you said, the culture over there. It's part of the culture yeah. to drink beer
3: younger. Except for Oktoberfest, I feel like Oktoberfest <laughs> is cr- just no yeah. rules. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, drink over there and drink they have and a
2: lot of fun. There's a, I mean, it's mostly drink. tourists over there, too. right. But there yeah, are a lot of Americans, sure. <laughs> Those leaders, I mean, that's yeah. 6.3% alcohol. I mean, you have a couple leaders, that's six beers right there. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. So pace yourself. And that's the, and I mean, that's fresh right from over there, too. Like oh, yeah. you were talking about how we're drinking the fresh right out of the bat beer. And that's, here. And
2: that's what we, we try to do, too, because, uh, you know, depending on the franchise agreement, sometimes you've got to bring in, like Vegas brings in beer. Yeah. But if you can make it and serve it on site, that's what you want. Yeah. yeah, you want it fresh. Yeah, like everything, food. Yeah. Exactly. I'm fresh definitely going to
3: be thinking about. Uh, probably going to go over to Party Source when I leave here just to buy and taste the difference. Compare and get that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I've never thought about it, but I bet you it's. I'm. I'm curious to really see. Not being a true beer connoisseur, just somebody who likes to drink. Yeah, we're kind <laughs> of we're kind of spoiled here in the brewery <laughs> right.
2: because we just we we really really enjoy that fresh beer and that's why we we stick to the lagers here at work. <laughs> If we have a canned beer from the store or a bottle beer, uh, we, we don't fault them because it's just not the same. It's if it's right. been pasteurized and it's stale oxidized cardboard, but really to, to give, be fair to another brewery, you really need to go to the site and try it there. Then you can make a judgment call. Mm-hmm. And you, really you need to be adventurous too. You need yeah. to try something different. Yeah, that's true. So do you see yourself
0: competing with the other local breweries? I know we talked about how many have popped up in Cincinnati. I, th- I Is it friendly competition? <laughs> I think it's
2: pretty much friendly competition, yeah. but at the same time I'm not I'm not really sure who our competition is because we are all lager. Yeah. We're mostly just it's true. traditional German lager beer with four hundred and thirty year tradition.
3: No IPAs or anything like no that, IPAs. which is what most of the breweries that I'm seeing
1: are. If that's what here, you are, yeah. you
2: know stick to your because. I mean,
1: clearly, with this many locations, you guys
3: want something right. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and it's it's all about being consistent. Yeah. In your operation and, and how you approach it, and then if you consistently make a good product, people will come.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a Wednesday night here in Newport, and when I 20 walked degrees outside. 20 yep. degrees it's outside, cold. and we walked in the door, and the tables were all full. Cool. So yeah. it's it's a good sign.
2: Very good sign. We we love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: With the music just kicking off, are you truly a, a polka fanatic?
2: Uh, I, I kind of like waltzes better. <laughs> nice.
0: Beethoven yeah. or uh, Mozart?
2: They're uh, both German, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, good. Strauss. Yeah.
3: Strauss. Uh, nice. Uh, so, are, are you a NFL fan at all?
2: Uh, I watch a little football. Do you? No, no Bengals. Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, there you
3: go. You know, the Colts are just meant. Two hours uh, or an hour forty-five from here. Just a little.
2: I have I have cousins. They're uh, they're big Redskins fans. So sometimes oh, okay. I tease them because they they tease me all the time. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, yeah. the Redskins lost.
3: Yeah, they're they're right there in the battle of the suckfest for the Bengals and Redskins. They're not doing
2: great this uh, year. That's why I just say, hey, let's just have a beer and be yeah. friends. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. That's, uh, that's a
3: cares what teams on. It's
2: a it's a good point.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. All right, I'm getting hungry and tired.
3: You guys right. need a beer, I can tell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in. It's been a long
0: beer. day at work, I think,
1: for all of us. <laughs> Before we end, I, I want to do this last, duck, or this last uh, dad joke. I mean, almost not giving away the ending. Oh. Yeah, so for, dad for dad for dad for
0: dad p- our listeners know this, but Conrad doesn't. He is a newborn. Well, he's not a newborn. He has a newborn. So he's a recent father. So so we make congratulations. We do- make him do a dad Thank joke every Thank you very much,
2: You're getting all the beer you can drink.
3: I'm still trying to figure out how babies are made. In Papo, yeah, Anna told me about that. Yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah, she was <laughs> asking questions. Yep. Said you're not doing it right.
3: <laughs> practice. All right,
0: so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> makes perfect, am I right? I practice
0: with myself all the time, but I don't get any better. <laughs> Tra-
2: traditional way is the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, dad all joke. Kiddos. Right.
1: Dad joke of the week. Why does a duck have feathers? Mm. And most of these are clean, too, just to have up. Why, Why does, does a does duck it? have feathers? Da-da-da. Who plucking
2: cares? I got nothing. Uh,
3: hold on. Matt. Stay
2: warm in the winter. Why
3: does a duck have feathers? Uh, quack. Uh, to Because it can't pay its bills? Or? What? It has a bill. I, it's a duck bill. Okay. You know, I'm, 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 I'm right, Papal was the
0: closest. Oh, Someone's oh, quack. Why oh, does hold it no, no, no. Give me a second. Now I know it's called <laughs> oh, quack. Oh, whatever. Quack, 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 quack. Why does to keep, duck keep their quack feathers? warm. I don't know. That's pretty Ooh. close.
1: Why it's does a duck have feathers? To cover his butt quack.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, that's... I'm also going to count <laughs> it. Know, no, no. You do not, not get counted. a point, but it's right most there. You the pun. You get the joke.
3: I said butt quack.
0: Yeah, but because I said it first. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right there. All right. Today is November 13th. 13th. Wen- All right. Wednesday. Wednesday, November 13th. It's cold, chilly night. Come out to Hoffer House. Try the new Christmas beer. It is called Vinox, Vinox, correct. Vinox,
2: Vinox. That comes out at the end of the month, last yeah. yes. Wednesday of right.
3: yeah. the month. Practice German in the beer That's we it. were tasting. That'll that'll put you on your butt. What was this? The Doppelbach. 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 Doppelbach is it's good. it's, it's yeah. phenomenal. A lot of taste going on. Thanks for on. coming out, guys. appreciate, really appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for coming.
0: Yeah, tour was great. Thank you so much.
3: Signing off till next time. Sounds good. Bye.